Welcome to the uh, Monday morning coffee version of the round one Supercross review show here. Billy Rainford, Greg Poisson sitting here. You know where we are? We're at the Little Beaver in Kamoka, Ontario. The bustling metropolis of Kamoka. We're on a bike ride, so it's a little bit of a, not a walk and talk, but a uh, pedal and talk. But uh, yeah, so we're sitting here, we're going to talk about it. it was round one of the um, Triple Crown Series Supercross Arena Cross. This was uh, technically the Supercross portion at Gopher Dunes. Round one, just Saturday night. Lots of stuff to talk about though. Man, there was a, uh, it was not without stories. Uh, but first, I guess we got to talk about the, the track, the setup and everything. What did you think of that, Greg? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was definitely a lot bigger than last year. Uh, Dig and Vision built the, the, the team there. Because uh, I think Vision built, built the track, but obviously Dig was heavily involved with it. And the whole team at Gopher Dunes uh, was considerably bigger last year. I think like a 30 and uh, bigger than last year's track. It was a bit more super cross style, a couple of rhythm sections. Uh, no, the small section of whoops, nice super cross triple. It was good. Uh, they found out quickly on Friday that the lights weren't going to be sufficient, but that's kind of a trial and error thing. That's like they made a good effort. I think they had like 10 lights um, on Friday, and then they and they found that it was just not going to be enough. So they they brought four more for uh, Saturday, and it seemed to be pretty sufficient from everything I've heard. Right, yeah, as I was driving into the track on Saturday afternoon coming up, I got behind someone, a truck pulling another set of lights. I'm like, oh, good, good, because we saw, like you said, the night before, could use yeah. a couple more, some dark patches, but uh, they uh, they got that solved, and that was good. I was, uh, like you say, the track, very super crossy. I mean, it was pretty basic, but there were sections where guys could separate themselves, do something different. Yep. A little triple here and there, a little triple over the sand section, uh, the triple into the uh, the big triple going yeah. into the whoops. Yeah, that's actually, uh, we'll get into that, but there's definitely some guys, that, some guys that were, couldn't get that triple out of the corner of some laps and somebody behind them would, and they gained a fair bit of time. So it was cool to see that, right? Somebody mess up or some guys aren't comfortable tripling, but other guys were, it was just like a, a back and forth. Right, it was, it was, it was a seat bounce triple the first one, like before the triple yeah. was like a pretty heavy seat bounce, a lot of guys coming up short, but still gaining time. Uh, the whoops were kind of uh, they were pretty big they were short there weren't many of them yep. but it was enough it was enough to kind of tempt you to go for it which I thought might have caused some problems for guys so some guys just said no I'm just gonna try doubling through them uh, the top guys obviously made it look pretty easy but uh, yeah that's that's what I thought on that yeah I mean they were definitely a topic of conversation uh, coming at Saturday practice and qualifying and then obviously Cole went through them it made him look pretty easy same with Mitchell and then obviously West and Gibby and all those guys kind of dialed him in pretty quick but there was definitely some pretty loose moments as uh throughout the, the <laughs> week sure. or throughout the night there and the size of the bank turn they had after it we were all joking that I think you could clear the sea cans if you, <laughs> if you whiskey throttle that was the the one <laughs> the one and and just the one thought I had going into it so that's a, a big berm for what uh, what could possibly go wrong after a section of whoops but other than that I mean I thought the track was pretty cool that was just the one thing I thought hey that's uh that's pretty big it was about a good 10 feet high and, oh yeah uh, there's like a launch into over the yeah you do a uh, superman over the uh the sea cans <laughs> nobody did fortunately so that's good but um yeah so what they did is they did uh 250 pro 450 pro which you could ride your 250 in as well uh and then they did a super final so the top few guys from men met up in the final ride what you ride what you brought yeah, uh, the super final did not count for triple crown points, so that affected a couple things that we're going to talk about here as well, of course. But uh, it was separate from it, so just kind of a super final for the fans and everything like that too, uh, to get guys out on the track again. Um, the, speaking of the fans, man, there were a lot of them. Yeah, there was a lot of people. I noticed uh, we were uh, based on the GDR truck this weekend, the uh, Barry Honda Powerhouse team, and uh, it was just. Uh, 
it, you know, I could see that we were right by the entrance, and there was tons of people coming in. I knew they weren't mm -hmm. racers because they were wearing cowboy boots and wearing their, you know, some, some they were all dressed up for Saturday night in, in Tilsonburg. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, there was a lot of fans. It was good because I know that that uh, from talking to Dig and the crew there that they they get a lot of people on for these events like their mud fests and different things. So it was good to see like actual paying fans, not just cruising from the backtrack right. on Frank's property to uh, to come out for a Saturday night of, of uh, Supercross racing. Yeah, and we're not uh, we're not just talking about the uh, the little grassy knoll that everybody would expect they had two they brought in two big uh, portable bleachers and those were full yep, yeah yeah so it was it, good it was awesome to see people like it was like two or three deep uh on the, the grassy knoll and uh hmm. you know the, the i was the second gunman on the grassy knolls they say what you saying there's a second gunman uh maybe but uh <laughs> anyway magic bullet yeah but uh yeah there's tons of people and it was it was great to see so obviously you know that's, that's a solid turnout and it's good to see people support the the sport and go for dunes in general for sure, for sure, and, and like I kind of said in our, uh, I did a little photo report kind of thing through the stuff, put it up there earlier today, and uh, I, I wasn't expecting, because you know, we heard like some of the factory teams, like the KTM, they weren't going to be showing up, some of the rigs weren't going to be there. I didn't have high hopes, to be honest with you, with the quality of the racing, but a lot of our top guys showed up, so I was very impressed with that. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, there, I mean, there wasn't huge numbers, but the quality was there, yeah. I thought. It wasn't uh, a huge, you know, drop off from like second to third, or third back kind of thing. Um, so there was some good quality racing, some good battles too. Like there were some good racing. Good battles and stories that are going to carry over for the rest of this series too. Like you know that's going to happen. I mean, a couple of them we knew going in something was going to happen. And of course, I'm talking about Tyler Gibbs. We know he gets aggressive out there. He wants to be up there for the wins. We knew Cole Thompson and uh, Mitchell Harrison would be the guys to beat. Yep. Tyler said, you know what? I want to be in that conversation. So he was going to do whatever he had to, to to get in there. Yeah, he... Uh... I mean, I got a ton of respect for Gibby for just going for it and not just saying, hey, I'm just going to settle for third or battle for third, whatever it may be. He, he knew he wanted to go for it, and, uh, you know, he ultimately paid the price. Twice, uh, kind of. Twice, yeah. You know, he paid the piper, but he also, uh, you know, he went for it. I, I said to Andrew and Simsy, I said, hey, man, I got a ton of respect for that. I don't like uh, guys saying, oh, I'm just going to settle. He wanted to go for it, and he went for it, and... You know, lay down the line. So hopefully he's okay. I heard maybe a bit of an elbow injury, but not 100. percent Yeah, I haven't followed um, up on that, but that's what I heard as well. Yeah, I don't think he's out though. I think it's just a little bit. Good thing there's a good thing there's a break. Right, right. But uh, so what we're talking about? Okay, the 250 Pro Main. Uh, they get out there. Uh, Tyler took Cole Thompson up high into uh, one of the early berms and kind of Cole let up, gave him the spot. Well, next lap came around. Cole uh, kind of finished the kind of finished the deal and took him down. So uh, Tyler went down. Ended up at the back of the pack, had to come charging through, and it also slowed Cole down a bit too because he had to keep fighting to try to catch up to Mitchell Harrison in this one as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's if you watch any U.S. stuff, it's those guys that happens all the time every lap. You know, these guys getting away in, in a hot lap or whatever. Certainly be. getting not, stood up. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's racing at this point. I don't think Gibby's going to say anything different because he, uh, you know, he's he's going to do the same thing. So I don't think there was uh, any bad blood there. You know. He's, oh, he's, there will be. Oh, <laughs> oh there will be. <laughs> we haven't seen the last of that, of course. Let's, uh, let's come on, let's get, let's get it going. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, Mitchell Harrison was able to get out front. We're talking about the 250 main here. Uh, he got out front. Cole had it was a bit of a gap. He came uh, chasing, chasing, chasing. He was closing, closing on Mitchell. Yeah. Last corner. Boy, talk about that. Uh, you don't leave the, those guys both know you don't leave the door open in uh, any sort of indoor style racing, whether it be Supercross or Intercross. Uh, they both know it, and, and Mitchell knew it was coming. Uh, you know, he went for it too, and, and it was. It was good to see it like last corner, you know, last ditch effort. Nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's, they're they're used to it, right? So it was uh, Cole was definitely 
on it. He had to come through. There's a very, very small difference between the two of them at lap times, but Cole was coming. Slowly yeah. but surely. You know what I thought was weird too is like you mentioned that not much difference in the pace. Once the guys like uh, should mention Weston Rosina in here too. We went uh, the, the podiums. All three of them are the same. One two three. One two three. One two three. Yep. With Weston, well they weren't actually. I guess uh, Mitchell Harrison won the first one. Sorry, but uh, same, same guy, guys. Same three guys. But um, once they kind of spread out, they seem to stay. So like like I say, once Weston kind of they gapped a bit. Weston seemed to be holding their pace. I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, and then the two guys out front kind of seemed to hold their paces yeah. too. So it was weird. But um, yeah, like you say, Cole got up on uh, up on the back of uh, Mitchell Harrison a, little, a few corners early. I thought it was going to come, but then there's a really flat turn, so a very slippery turn into the last section before that corner. So Cole lined it up, went outside, and just cut across. And uh, Mitchell was off, went across the transponder line, but didn't go over the jump. He circled back around, came up over just to make sure. So the worst he could do was second in that. So he didn't know what happened. Cole on the podium said, I didn't see him cross the finish line, so he thought he'd won it. Uh, the guys, you know, Daryl, Murphy, and Paul, the guy, they put it under review immediately, came back, they gave it to uh, Mitchell in the end because he did cross the transponder. But uh, That's what counts, I guess, in the day, right? It's not so much, it's not the old days where the checkered flag, it's with the, you know, the new age of transponders and technology, that's what that's what counts. And typically, indoor racing is at the base of the, the finish line. It's, you know, always up for review, but... Um, yeah. Which is why at a lot of finishes you will see those guys tuck the inside and then just even trying to do a fast lap in yeah, qualifying, just, just you just got to get the transponder line. It's not necessarily the actual the showcase jump, which is for us uh, photographer people. But uh, yeah, so uh, so yeah, like we say, there were some other good. Uh, um, you know, Wyatt Kerr doing his first uh, Supercross stuff. He went down in that first turn, which honestly I think it might have been a good thing because talking to his dad throughout the day, it's like, listen, he kept telling him, Wyatt, this isn't a race. You're just getting some time on the bike, practice, get out there, get used to Supercross. There's a bit yeah, of that, a lot of that. It's always good to see someone who's, you know, like these local Ontario guys or local, wherever they are, go out and just and try, to, and try it, not be scared to go out and do it. And Wyatt, he didn't look great at the first practice, free practice, which is to be under, you know, expected. Mm -hmm. And he got better throughout the day. I give him, you know, from round one, he's the most improved for sure. Yeah, for sure. There was a few guys in that case. Also, uh, 146 Tanner Scott coming out, just a recently turned pro. Uh, he was doing the same thing. I mean, he's a guy, obviously, we know he's got tons of skill. These guys really pick it up fast, for sure. And, yeah, Tanner uh, looked really good, actually. I watched him a few times. I uh, caught him throughout the, the week, the weekend, and, uh, you know, started tripling in, tri doing the triple, mm. triple, triple, and stuff like that, which was uh, kind of, you know, standard. And uh, But he, he nailed it and, and for, for having such limited indoor experience and, and pro experience, too. He looked good. Yeah, and it's obvious that we see guys who don't do it much on these indoor-style tracks. The bike is kind of taking them for a ride, you know what I mean? They're kind yeah. of hanging off the back. But at least those guys, they managed to get up over the front. They stayed in control of the bike. They didn't make any crazy last-second decisions, which causes all kind of troubles in these tracks. And they looked in control. Um, really good. I just I don't know if we want to talk about all three different things, but just a couple little points here. Some really good battles between that. We had Western Rosina, Guillaume Saint-Cyr, and... Uh, Quinn and Amiot were going at it there for a while too. That was a nice battle. Yeah, it was a good battle. And uh, Guillaume really focuses on the indoor stuff. He does the, the uh, indoor style, I should say. He, he raced super, in the Quebec Supercross Series, which happens throughout the summer. I uh, won that. And, uh, you know, he was up there. I thought, you know, maybe he'd be a little bit higher up, but, um, you know, he uh, just couldn't get the start, I think. Yeah, and uh, a guy we haven't mentioned yet, but I definitely want to mention him in, in, this, in the 450 main for sure. Ended up fourth place overall. I was very impressed with Preston Masiangelo's riding. Yeah, Preston looked really good. He hopped on the uh, PRMX bike. Had a, they had a bit of a mechanical in the 450 main. Uh, well, before it. 450 qualifier. 450 qualifier, sorry. And uh, Didn't get a lap in. No, but uh, thankfully he was still able to race. And uh, yeah, but he's, he's doing well, and he's had a lot of experience in the States as well to ride in his indoor style track. So he, uh, I think he'll do better going forward. Sarnia is arena cross style, four lanes as opposed to uh, what we had to this weekend, which was six. Um, 
So he'll do uh, definitely not better. And I hear he's going to be staying with PRMX hopefully for next year, which would be nice to see the kid get a break and uh, which, with our friend Julian. I think he's really he's really developing. I mean, he's a kid, obviously, we've watched come up through the amateur ranks. Every amateur national I go to in the States, be it Texas, Florida, wherever, they were always there, came up through the ranks. I uh, slipped under the radar the past couple years, but now looks like he uh, looks like he's ready to make a statement and he looked good. They uh, they had to do some major bike work, and uh, poor, poor Preston, I went up to a Preston, just keep your... Keep your heart rate down. Yeah. Don't freak out. Let them do the work. They got there late to sign, to get up to the uh, the first 250 Pro Moto because they were doing the work. He had to. I think he started in the second row kind of thing. So he had a bit of a thing there. So he was a bit bit stressed, but made the best of it and ended up fourth in the 450 uh, main. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's definitely going to do well, and he's he's gotten he's kind of gone through a pretty serious growth spurt over the last few years. So yeah, he looks like come, a different kid. Yeah, he looks like a, a man now, <laughs> not a little kid. So uh, yeah, he's doing really well, and and uh, you know he looked comfortable out there. Right, and we should mention too, we um, uh, we got to talk about the situation with. Now it was uh, 450 class was Mitchell Harrison and Tyler Gibbs. Yeah, Gibby, you know, he's, he uh, he puts it out there and he, he expects to get it back too. So it's, you know, maybe his defense isn't 100%, but these guys go for it. So you, you tee someone up and uh, don't complete it or, or you got to expect to have it back. So, I mean, like I said, I got tons of respect for Gibby to, for going and, and going for it. And, uh, you know, yeah, Mitchell took him took him high right after the mechanics area. Because mm -hmm, uh, before that... Took him, not didn't take him high, took him out. Because like, Tanner took him into a corner and actually cut up, uh, cut Mitchell's hand up a little bit. Uh, and then Mitchell said in his podium speech, he said, I had to let him know that that's just, that kind of riding isn't okay. Tyler, Tyler, not Tanner. He's sorry, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. <laughs> yeah sorry, Tanner Tyler. Scott is innocent in this. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, Jim. Don't come at me, Jim. But uh, yeah, sorry, talking about uh, Tyler Gibbs, sorry about that. But uh, yeah, so then, uh, so Mitchell Harrison, obviously these guys, if you're gonna pick on two guys, I mean, they're the fastest guys, so you kind of have to, but you're gonna have to expect that they know what they're doing and are probably gonna finish the job if given the chance. So yep. Mitchell finished it. It actually took, uh, that's the one that took took Tyler Tyler Gibbs out. So that was tough, but um, so that gave the 450 class Cole Thompson, talk about him on the 450. My goodness, how could I, he had a super cross suspension on his 250 and not? I think it's his brother's 450, is it not? No, it's his brother's 250. Other way around, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, the okay. bike is bone stock. Okay, I'm sorry. I think he had gotcha. a pipe on the 250, but okay. uh, it's bone stock. Other than that, okay. 450 is more of a race bike for him. So I, I, you know, I'm not involved in Cole's program at all, but I hope that he races the 450 in supercross because well, it looks good on a. It was incredible. Indoors. I mean, yeah. just uh, yeah, just he, the. He got, he got great fuel mileage too, because he was not over revving. He no. was just cruising, hitting everything perfectly, just landing. Uh, yeah, it looked it looked great. We um, used to joke about Ryan Derry getting fuel mileage out of his his bike. Right. I think Cole has uh, yeah. got that that done. I mean, gas is expensive these days, so that's right. And in this one, we were just talking about Preston. Preston had uh, Guillaume Saint Cyr all over him, um, held him off. And again, a very experienced Supercross rider in Guillaume. I know Guillaume was working on his suspension on Friday, so I'm not sure he was perfectly dialed in. But uh, you know, maybe he doesn't have the bike quite where he wanted it, but. Either way, Preston looked great holding him off. He held off Quinn Amy off for yep. a long time. Just uh, really good rides. We had some other good battles back there. We had uh, your guy, Dario Zeka, out there fighting uh, Zach Zager. Yeah, yeah, Dario. Battle. Yeah, it was good. It was kind of like a couple different groups of guys. We had the, the front two, and then we had a kind of a mid-group with Weston, Guillaume, Quinn, those guys. And we had kind of the, the, the back of the pack, and there was some good battles, though, between those guys like Dario and, and Donnie T. Donnie T will race mm -hmm. anything, anywhere. Um, you know, he's a guy's a journeyman racer, and I got a lot of respect for Donnie just same bikes just changes sprockets and turns the clickers in and uh he was out there in zagger with a bone stock bike that he had about two or three yeah hours he just, on. just got it yeah yeah so good to see those guys out there you know dario uh rode well and uh got better and you know he's just not indoors isn't really his thing so no okay. for sure big smile on his face loves it uh still the nicest guy in the pits absolutely we're not going to uh turn the page to the super final until we talk about 
Let's talk about Wes and Rosina Quinamiot. Yeah, that I, I happened to see that whole thing from beginning to end from a couple corners before and and uh, you know I knew it was gonna happen. Well, I didn't know it was gonna happen that that hard, but you know it just could would could have would have should have at any point could have Quinn you know checked up. Yes, could Wes have not have gone in so hard? 100% he could have. But you know they're going for for racing. They're they're two young kids that are racing on their own teams. They got good bikes. Um, you know, they both have some indoor experience and they're just going to go for it. Quinn looked really, really good. He did. Uh, Weston at one point looked a little tight and uh, wasn't really gelling with the track. So it was, Quinn was all over him. Uh, for example, over the triple, before the bigger triple, Weston wasn't getting it a few times. And uh, Quinn was nailing it every time, catching right back up to him. And it was... Weston uh, was probably afraid to go wide though, to be able to get it maybe, maybe right? Yeah, like kinda, it's, you know, thing. and they both know, and I think eventually after, you know, give them a few days to cool down, they'll both realize <laughs> they would have done the same thing to each other. but. They go way back and hopefully they realize that it's just racing and you know weston came right out and called it a bonehead move he was very apologetic i interviewed yeah. him after the races and i we walked across in front of quinn's pit and i go have you talked to quinn yet he goes oh no 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 he <laughs> weston's smarter than that uh, and uh he knew to give him some time i talked to him right afterwards and he was pretty wound up but he knew he, he kind of screwed up so it's all good i mean if they didn't know each other like they do they've known each other since they were kids um you know, would he have gone even harder? Who knows? But uh, yeah, so it did take that incident did take Quinn out of it. Uh, he said like a rat, something got rattles, got ripped. I think off it was rattles. Rat, yeah. yeah, yeah, it got ripped out. It was steam everywhere. Uh, I know Blake Hall helped him push the bike back and stuff like that. Quinn was a little disappointed, obviously, but Quinn's a good kid. He's he's been there. He'll be back. You look, and you mentioned he might be your uh, your pick for uh, surprise of the of the event, maybe uh, most improved. Or? I'd say yeah. I'd, I'd say I don't know if I'd say most improved, but definitely the surprise because um, I knew might, he was going to be good, but I didn't know he was going to be that good. Um, you know, I'd say I'd, I'd probably give it to Wyatt as uh, most improved from from first lap to second oh, lap, yeah, or true. first first lap to end of end of night. But Quinn was definitely my surprise because I didn't know he'd be that good. Right, because we expected the top two guys, and then Weston. I think is what we expected. 100. I said, or Guillaume. I said, I said, or Guillaume, Weston yeah. or, or Guillaume going in for third, and uh, Quinn was a solid, solid fourth, third guy. Like I think, you know, had that not happened, he might have he might have beat Weston. Who knows? Yeah, so. yeah. No, he's and Weston was pretty quick to uh, admit. That it looked like Quinn was faster than him. Yeah. He said right out, Quinn was had more speed. Quinn just needed a start to get up with those top guys, and uh, might have been different. But uh, he closed and closed. Then he was out, and then Weston got back on the track, and he was right in front of uh, Preston Massiangelo, and Preston stuck with him, and they were really close right to the finish. Yeah, Preston rode really well. So yeah, yeah. that's the uh, best way to put it for him. Yeah. Okay. So then they do the super final. Um, we didn't mention uh, Daniel Elmore really, but uh, yeah, he's riding with that uh, bad ankle. It's really bad. Yeah, he was pretty beat up. He was under, uh, so the uh, Barry Honda Powerhouse team got to pit out of the GDR rig. Thanks to Dig for that and uh, and Braden. And uh, so they had the, the full setup. It's cool for those guys. Cool experience, right? They're, they're, you know, it's, it's always neat to have that experience. Oh, yeah, something absolutely. they may not get to do. So uh, Daniel was with us as well. So I kind of helped Daniel a little bit throughout the day um, and his brother as well. I didn't catch his brother's name, unfortunately, but uh, yeah. Daniel had his ice, uh, ice on his ankle, and, and it was in a lot of pain. Um, so I'm super, super happy he toughed it out and did as well as he did. For sure. But then uh, because, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, the Super Final doesn't count for uh, Triple Crown points, uh, Daniel said, you know what, I'm going to give the ankle a break. I'm not going to line up. So he didn't come out for the Super Final. Yep. Um, Tyler Gibbs wasn't there. Uh, he was out. And 43, your guy Dario had a flashlight on his fender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse because, uh, you know. But, uh, yeah, he had a... Uh, it was just kind of something he wanted to do, you know, was it the best move? Probably not. Um, I think he needed a wider angle on his flashlight. Yeah, he could maybe turn it a yeah, bit, I don't know. Yeah, he could have turned it a bit, it was I a little too know. pinpoint. But, uh, you know, it was, it was funny at the time, and, 
you know, we all do things maybe we shouldn't have done, but uh, it's all good. Hopefully that's, uh, it's, it wasn't a great Well, book, let's but. not apologize too much. He was quick to point out that it was because he has bad vision in the good, at the best of times. Yeah, no, Night he does. vision's he, pretty bad, so, I mean, it's not, it wasn't, you know. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a dig at anybody, so uh, it's just, he thought about it, and he just went for it. So, hey, whatever's pretty funny. I know Frank Schuster had a pretty good laugh at it, because I was standing right beside Frank during that super final. <laughs> no, Frank liked it. Frank thought he was in the woods. He said, he's out there in the woods. He's doing a 24-hour. It was pretty funny, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, he thought it was pretty good. Yeah, brake lights too. I didn't see the. No, 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 no turn signals. Lights. No, no. Okay. All right. So super final got out. Whole shot went to uh, Mitchell Harrison. He was on his 250, of course. Cole Thompson got by him on the first lap yep. on his 450, and um, they were pretty good. But Cole did get a bit of a gap on him for sure in that one. Yeah, it's funny. I always think that 250s are a bit of a better choice for a lot of guys indoors, especially not someone of Cole's caliber because he can really ride the 450 well. But uh, I think Cole on the 450 was a pretty good advantage, uh, and I mean. He was just, he was gone and it was just super smooth. He was about he made it look so easy. Yeah, he's about a foot lower than everybody else <laughs> on on the track and and just lugging the bike. It was it was pretty cool to see. And I haven't really watched Cole other than you know a few outdoor uh, appearances he made and then um, you know and even then that's a different style. Cole really comes into his own indoors and and I mean I'd be dumb to bet against him. He's still got a story to tell in AMA Supercross. Yeah, there's still you know? some, there's still something there. He's still young. Absolutely, and, he, uh, I, I hope he can make more happen this year I, I really hope he gets he he rides i don't think he's really ridden a 450 indoors and uh i hope he does it because yeah. i think that would be i think it's more his style oh, um yeah. and uh you know we'll see if hopefully he maybe gets on a team or something i don't know there's i just think there's a lot more from there and, and the best of luck to him going forward right right so we had um obviously a couple nice little battles in there again preston Angelo trying to hold off quinn amiot quinn finally got around him that was a good battle then then preston had to deal with uh guillaume saint cyr yep held him off held him off and then actually at the end there was a bit of a space between them so again i keep mentioning Preston, but i was really impressed with this young guy so i'm really happy to see him do well yeah preston really rode well um he definitely looked pretty comfortable out there he's one of the first guys to do the triple triple uh the big the you know triple out of the corner and then the bigger triple before the whoops and uh you know he looks really good there really smooth takes some chances too so and another guy i want to throw out there too tyler shuchuk Good for him coming out of there from I think he's from Hamilton area number 52 out there. I was having fun watching him on Friday practice. Yeah. He saw me standing there at the finish line. He was the only guy hucking whips every time almost. So he oh, was having a, fun. He's a photographer's dream. Young kid just trying to get out there. I mean, obviously he wasn't out there to win it. Getting some. Uh, I'd like to see more people out there doing this. Getting out there, getting some experience on a Supercross track in a race situation. Yeah, and everything I heard, I think that was a good experience for a lot of guys because it wasn't super gnarly. It, there was a lot of uh, forgiveness in, in some of the sections too. And I mean. You could see guys that were out there were just you know like Donnie for example with uh, just cranked up outdoor suspension and a mm -hmm. and a bigger sprocket in the back still making it around right and, and yeah, just if you out do there. the rhythms you can get away with you know what I mean yeah the arena cross style might be a bit different but this track you could have done it with you know what I mean if you get yep. the rhythms just double the triples you know what I mean yep some of them but yeah so I'd like to see more guys out to some of these things for sure but although we're going indoors next so that could be a little trickier but uh, yeah Sarnia is going to be like I said earlier four lanes traditional arena cross right. um, it's going to be tight for sure right. I think it's going to be more of a two fifty style track because uh, it's gonna be so tight but it'll be it's in a couple weeks just after uh after destinations so okay hey, one of the only guys we haven't mentioned is another one of your guys ryan dare we kind of touched on him yep. getting good fuel mileage kind of joke but uh what happened to him he had a bit of an off night yeah ryan just seemed to uh every time he's on the track he, he was our most improved supercross guy last year yeah he was and he deserves it and he's now he's kind of a uh, i don't i don't want to give him the, the pressure of the staple but he's he's definitely a top five to seven guy five to eight as i always say but uh 
you know, he just seemed to have mechanicals, like a couple of issues, just things out of his control and just like freak stuff, right? I know like the air filter popped off, which is, uh, I mean, you don't hear that very often and it just happened. It was nobody's fault. Just First something. time I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> luckily he wasn't racing on the traditional gopher track. We would have sucked sand, blew the motor. But <laughs> uh, yeah, just little things like that. And Ryan, uh, going forward, I think he'll improve. He is more of a technical guy, I'd say. He's not like a wide open outdoor style guy. So he likes, he likes to ride the front of the bike too. So, uh, I think, you know, going forward, he'll do better. And I, I believe he's going to do all three rounds on uh, Calgary as well. We're talking oh, about good. getting him out there. So Excellent. Yeah, so I know Triple Crown's offering some bike shipping. I uh, haven't heard much more about it since the initial talk, but that's really awesome of them to get guys out there. And, and that's a huge expense taken off, right? Yeah, for sure. And that'd be good. Good. Because hopefully we can talk more people into taking them up on that. Again, Arena Cross, and there's a couple tracks maybe that aren't going this year that were in past that are a little tricky to to get guys practice on and stuff like that so guys are building their own small tracks in their yards yep. and that kind of thing but it is a bit trickier uh, than it has been maybe in the past couple of years to get a little bit practice but hopefully we see more guys out at these at these uh in the last uh, few rounds but uh okay so we talked about the podiums were all the same one two interchange in the first one top three guys are the same what the, what's the, uh, obviously the writer that stood out to me was preston Massiangelo. I, th I think i've said his name more in this little video than i have <laughs> in yeah. a long time but how about you who stood out uh i'm gonna give it to quinn give on that quinn, one yeah. i think quinn was like i said not most improved because i knew he was gonna be good i right. just didn't think he was gonna be that good um really rode well you know it's a pretty as i say uh it's and i always joke with benny he's his brother and his mechanic that he's got a bit of a loose program man man like runs a tight program but uh him and benny just going at it and, <laughs> on a and, personal level they're yeah, a little yeah, looser yeah a little bit a little bit <laughs> personal level but uh you know benny's there to have a good time and takes care of his brother and quinn's there having a good time too so i like i like to joke that i think quinn and west had a disagreement about who had nicer hair and yeah and uh that was it and That's hopefully they call. kind of bury it but yeah quinn for sure 100 percent uh I'd say surprise the night most improved goes to Wyatt Kerr for me. Right. Um, actually, I'd almost put it to uh, you know him or Tanner. Yeah, exactly. I, was, I think yep. Tanner was was quite uh, you know looked a little tight at the beginning and, and definitely rode well. He looked composed mm -hmm. and he didn't look scared. So I'd say, I'd say Tanner or Wyatt uh, for I most think, improved. I think I think they both used their heads and didn't go in with a whole lot of pressure and do anything stupid. Yeah. I think they were smart. They did what they they got some laps in and, and got used to the track got yeah. used to supercross yeah no, I, i'd say it's definitely the fact that they're not in the cast today it's awesome and i think tanner <laughs> raced the next day on the back track oh, so good. uh you know i don't know i, I think why did too actually so i think they're both uh you know just so they were tough. probably again a lot of guys were doing the final amo ontario provincial race the next day so yeah. a lot of guys maybe kept a few guys away obviously yeah uh and, or they kind of took it easy because they didn't want to jeopardize their uh, their provincial stuff so yeah so there's that um, all right, any, I guess, I think we're going to see more from Guillaume St. Cyr when we get to the tighter stuff on the arena crosses, so I don't think we saw the true, you know what we didn't talk about? To Tommy Delaire, another guy who loves the indoor stuff. Yeah, Tommy, I mean, it's, Quebec is a really strong uh, indoor uh, style racing. Like, they have, a, like I said, summer supercross series. Um, they got a strong provincial series, which I did. You'll see a report come out on that a couple in uh, this week. Um, I did a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, the, Tommy's always kind of good indoors. He's got a good style. Uh, he's always throwing the whips. And good likes for, to good jump. For, yeah, good for, I know Isaiah and all those guys love him because he's always good for the insta-bangers. But uh, <laughs> He's slow-mo him. Yeah, Just yeah, slow I know he's a good slow-mo guy. But, uh, yeah, he had a big crash, I think, at 450 main. Uh, when triple, I think it was the second triple, he cased it and, like, big, big crash. He luckily... I he cased he, the big triple? No, sorry, of the, of the triple, 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 oh, second gotcha, triple. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, I came up short, saw it, but I don't, he looked hurt at the beginning, and then obviously he kind of straightened up his bike after he caught his breath and everything, and uh, I think he continued, but um, 
Big crash. Luckily, he was okay because it was uh, pretty gnarly. Okay, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because in my little uh, photo report I put up earlier, I wasn't sure what had happened to him, and he hadn't put anything up on social media yet. So I wasn't sure what had happened. So it's good to know that uh, now that I know what actually happened. So mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully, all right. uh, hopefully all these guys do Sarnia, and if you've got a couple weeks now after to really dedicate to uh, to, mm -hmm. soup, to indoor style stuff, which I think is part of the plan, why they plan it the way they do, uh, working with Galdi and stuff at AMO. Um, because I do have one more race at uh, Sandley. Sorry, there's one more provincial. At oh, Sandalee, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, next weekend. Oh, I guess it's west east kind of thing. Yeah. So the next uh, that one more provincial at Sandalee next weekend, and then after that, it's uh, it's I think it's a, they have a banquet and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, I could be wrong, but I think that's the schedule. Okay. So next we have uh, last weekend of the month, September 30th, October 1st, Sarnia. So that's next. It's a two rounder, uh, both nights. So uh, that'll be good to see the two it's day a event. It's a twofer. We got a twofer coming yep. up. But uh, yeah, anything anything else? I mean, uh, I think, uh, I, like I say, I was impressed with just about everything I saw there. I mean, the track was great. I was uh, I was happy when I, I was a guy that joked kind of thing. Yeah, I showed up to ride the GP track and uh, wow, was it ever different? <laughs> yeah, real, yeah <laughs> showed up on I went to ride the GP <laughs> track and the Supercross broke out. But uh, I mean, I shout out to Triple Crown, those guys, Kyle and Galdi and all them for uh, Galdi. I mean, Galdi was there Friday, uh, Friday for Triple Crown. Then there for his, I rode his practice on Saturday morning and track was absolutely, uh, I'd say bitching down back, but uh, it was really good. Nice. Shout out to those guys. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, the Triple Crown did a, a killer job. They stepped up their game from last year, better track. Uh, you know, they realized sure. they had a lighting issue, stepped on it. You know, I'm yep. sure it was not hard to, or sorry, it was hard to, uh, not easy, but hard to get, uh, you know, a bunch of lights. And I minute. think they were smart to shorten the whoop section. Last year, the whoop section was long. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Julian Bennick was just looking incredible through it, but then yeah. there's you know there's some troubles and things. But this one is a little bit a little bit easier on the guys. Yeah, and just yeah, shout out like I said, Triple Crown and the whole Gopher Dunes team for running a, a really good program. And and you know Diggs, he always laughs because he's so uh, serious about his parking. But I mean the the pits look great, <laughs> and uh, you know those guys did a killer job. So uh, I mean it was a well run event, uh, pretty much on time the whole night. Uh, so you could run to the schedule and. I, mean, I like how there was time for me to actually leave the track, come into the pits, talk to people, yeah. and then wait for the next one. That's, uh, boy, if we could ever do that in the outdoors somehow, let's, uh, let's work on that. Yeah, and hopefully... Nobody cares what I think. <laughs> hopefully Sarnia gets a bit more amateur guys out there as well. For sure, Because um, sure. amateur numbers were low. They were low. that's to be expected. Right, for sure. All right, well, the only thing we have left to do, man, we're... Uh, we're we're about as far away as we can get from my place, so we have to finish up this bike ride. Oh, God. Looks like we're going to miss the rain. Hopefully. But, uh, yeah. This has been a little bit of a review from round one of the uh, Triple Crown Supercross series. Thanks for watching, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in Sarnia. Okay, see ya.